0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. I'm your host, Ryan McPherson, and I'm very excited to tell you that I'm broadcasting from the Regis Executive Suites here at 1 Glen Lake Plaza in Sensational, sandy springs georgia as a reminder make sure you are connected with us on social media twitter at business radio x and today we're using the hashtag atlanta business radio you can also connect with me personally on twitter at ryan redhawk also go to our facebook page and like us leave your thoughts and comments there and see all the photos of our in studio guests and now it's my distinct pleasure to welcome to the business radio x flagship studio in the atlanta business radio show talk show host and healthcare entrepreneur Mr. Justin Barnes. Good morning, Justin.
1: Good morning, Ryan. Great to be here, my friend.
0: All right. So glad you are here to join us today on Atlanta Business Radio. And we're looking forward to uh, uh, learning about you and what's exciting in your world. But most importantly, right out of the gate here, you've got a big announcement coming up in 2016. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to announce that um, the largest healthcare uh, IT, uh, information technology conference in the world is uh, is HIMSS. And uh, HIMSS has their annual conference uh, in Las Vegas in March, and they're actually going to bring the This Just In radio show uh, to Hymns to about 40,000 people that are going to be there on site at the Sands Exposition Center uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, we're going to run uh, two days of a live broadcast uh, and just very excited about it. It's the very first uh, live uh, radio show broadcast that Hymns has ever done but also our industry has ever done over a two-day period for healthcare and health IT. So very excited about the opportunity. Uh, just got a great lineup of guests, So, and, I, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of that uh, now, but could not be more excited about the opportunity.
0: Yeah, right. And this is a signature event for the industry, the pinnacle place where people go, and you are going to be interviewing all the players that, that make that happen uh, out there in March,
1: right? You got it. So yeah, this is the um, largest conference. This is uh, even global, so it's not just here in the U.S. We have people from all over the world. In uh, Hims is the largest global organization for healthcare and health IT. So yeah, it's uh, it's a pinnacle event for our industry. Uh, every mover and shaker, every leader, thought leader, um, CEO, business, um, health organization, um, hospitals, to health systems, practices are all there. Uh, over a five-day period, and again, we're broadcasting live for t- at least two of those days, maybe three. It's going to be fun.
0: Yes, the, this Just In radio show and your host, Justin Barnes, will be broadcasting live there, and that's something you began in 2015 right here on the Business Radio X Network. Uh, take us back to that moment in time when you thought, you know, man, I want my own radio show.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, it wasn't my brainchild, but um, you guys were so wonderful to partner with, but basically someone came to me and uh, pitched the idea because I was I did a lot of thought leadership over the last... Uh, 15 years or so in healthcare. Uh, and when I was leaving my company, Greenway, we sold the company and it was a, a great opportunity to um, to kind of move on to the next chapter of my life. And uh, it was basically just pitched to me that, hey, you know what? Instead of doing all your thought leadership writing that you've been doing for a decade plus, uh, why don't you do a radio show and we'll underwrite everything for you and uh, just kind of do it an hour or so a week or a couple hours a week. And um, they gave me a great platform. You guys are terrific to partner with And uh, it's been a lot of fun and just, uh, it's just taken off. I mean, the listenership to um, the partnerships that have been uh, strung up through it uh, and just the opportunity has been phenomenal.
0: Yeah. So you started that back in what month of 2015?
1: We actually started it in November of 2014. Okay. So we're
0: over a year now. Yeah. And so you've had quite a number of shows, number of guests all within that healthcare entrepreneur space. Um, Who are some of the highlights for you looking back upon?
1: We had 30, at least 35 broadcasts from your studio. That's great. But then also, we've uh, we've done some, you know, as you and I have done a couple of live interviews yep. as well and live shows. So we've had probably uh, 50 segments or so over that year. So that's a lot. I mean, a lot of good traction, certainly for your first kind of year in the business, quote unquote, yeah. for me. Um, but uh, yeah, we've had everything from, you know, a lot of the leading CEOs in the industry, not just healthcare. My, my show does t- tend to slant towards healthcare and health IT because that's my background and my passion. But um, also entrepreneurialism and strategy and corporate strategy and best practices. So I've had a real um, diverse group of guests just from a standpoint of, you know, either they're thought leaders or community leaders, business leaders, or CEOs of some of the fastest growing startups uh, in the Southeast, but also startups uh, nationally. So, I uh, mean, you know, looking back, I've had great guests uh, like Kyle Porter, who is the CEO of Sales Loft. Uh, Sales Loft is one of the fastest growing companies in the country. Uh, Carolyn Bradfield, who's got a great company called Convey Services, uh, she's a very successful entrepreneur. The last twenty years in her world, uh, but then also Carolyn does a lot of mentoring. So and she gives back a lot of there's a lot of great philanthropic work. So she's amazing. And then also um, helping people grow their businesses. So I've had a couple of venture firms and, and growth equity companies uh, here as well. Um, Fulcrum Equity Partners. I had Philip Lewis, who was a great guest, and who really walked through. Um, how entrepreneurs should not only build their company, but also pitch for additional growth capital. Uh, Tom Callaway from HealthQuest Partners uh, was also recently on my show uh, doing the exact same thing, um, but from his perspective on how uh, executives and entrepreneurs can grow their business, what best practices, not only to grow their business fundamentally, but then also how to get that growth capital, which is always critically important. So those are some of the fun things that we've covered.
0: Yeah, a high caliber of guests for sure. Covering a wide range of industries, which I wasn't aware of, I, I thought for sure it was all just healthcare people yeah. and all your your friends in the industry there. But right. no, like you said, it's been people who um, are in all kinds of different spaces there. So, yeah. uh, uh, But let's back up for a moment for our listeners. Let's take you back to uh, your background. You are you know uh, an entrepreneur in the healthcare yeah. space. And uh, when did that all begin for you?
1: Oh, boy. I don't want to give up my age. Um, but uh, it started over 20 years ago. Um, very fortunate to, uh, to be hired by a company called HBO & Company, HBOC. Uh, and then they were uh, purchased and merged with McKesson back in 99. Uh, and so I started, I started with HBO back in 95. What was your role there? I started off at the bottom of the wrong marketing associate. Is that basically, right? I call it chief coffee getter. <laughs> okay, is what I was, and uh, I literally supported this a sales team, and um, I was a grunt, and it, I, you know, basically I got, so you
0: got the coffee, coffee the and copies. donuts,
1: yep. and, uh, and and made the copies and the proposals and everything. It would have to be the, as, as the advanced team that would go on site to these big hospital deals and have to get everything set up at five a.m. and. And you were in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I was not in fancy cities a lot of the time because I started off in the Mid-Atlantic region, which is out of Pittsburgh. Okay. So I did all around Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland and even a little bit in Baltimore and in some parts of Maryland and Delaware. So pretty um, so mainly rural, yeah. uh, but some urban. So, you know, I started there. What kept
0: you motivated during those dark times, those hard <laughs> 5 a.m. mornings? Uh, did you know that this could grow into something for you personally and professionally uh, more rewarding?
1: Yeah, I, actually, I'm a very faith-based person. And so, uh, and God has been always uh, just tremendously blessed, uh, blessing for me. And so he gave me a lot of energy, thankfully. So it was just more of just keep your eye on the ball, do what you love. Um, and obviously love what you do and everything takes care of itself. And so I haven't had that, um, that, uh, thought in, 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 um, you know, kind of guidance early on. And that just kind of kept me in, uh, but very quickly, I mean, I think within, uh, I was very fortunate to hit my big bonus, my first year and, and that kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, once you taste that. That also motivates you. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, you know, that was fantastic. And then uh, 15 months later, I was, I was given a region uh, in the Northeast. I did that for almost a year. Did well there. They brought me down to corporate here in Atlanta uh, and uh, kind of never left. We, uh, I was with McKesson for four years, HBO and company slash McKesson for four years. Uh, and then we peeled off three of us. I uh, ended up being four at the very end. But three of us initially peeled off uh, from McKesson to start a company called Helix, which was renamed to be Relay Health, which then was sold back to uh, McKesson, okay. um, and uh, so that was a great venture. Uh, and then um, was very fortunate to uh, to come on to a company called Greenway Medical, in it's very early days uh, back in 2003. Okay, uh, and then we grew um, uh, Greenway over 11 year period.
0: And what was Greenway's main uh, you know uh, job for folks?
1: Sure, great question. So Greenway is uh, the became a leader or one of the leaders in electronic health records, and okay. really helping. Uh, ambulatory practices um, evolve uh, as as healthcare matured and transformed across the country, and so we kind of pick up the whole wave with that. Help create a lot of that wave actually through public policy and strategy, but then um, really uh, just you know operated a great strong company that we you know we built it from. You know, I joined them, they had less than 100 employees, uh, probably maybe 60 employees into over 1,100 when I left. Wow. So yeah, the we company built the company really organization. grew, yeah. but that
0: was just a, a testament to that the market really needed that type of uh, uh, Megadol Records, you, you know, kind it. of uh, uh, help there. And so Greenway, you left, and what year was that?
1: Yeah, so we built it up, um, actually it kind of started, they had almost a, about a million dollars in annual sales, and when we, I left them, they had $150 million in annual sales. So phenomenal growth, a great opportunity. Uh, to to help grow an organization and also mature personally through all those great experiences and, and lead some great teams there. And I left um, May of 2014. Okay, is actually, when I when I left, I think I began. It took me about six months to uh, to actually just detach because it was I was I'm still best friends with the CEO, love him to death, and I love the company. And yeah. we built a real great power brand. We actually took the company public too. So that in 2012, February 2nd of 2012, we took the company public on the New York Stock Exchange. We IPO'd. Uh, so that was a phenomenal experience in itself. Yeah. Uh, and then we sold the company in, um, November of 2013. And then I left at uh, end of May, early June of 2014.
0: And that enabled you to sort of follow some other dreams in life, some other pursue some other passions. And uh, and here we are today yeah. at the end of 2015. And and as we mentioned, you've you've had a great year of uh, or more of yeah. shows and guests, um, and some you know, some fabulous content that uh, helps you. And then looking forward to 2016 with with hymns. Uh, what are some other things that are on your radar that you're hoping to achieve uh, in 2016?
1: Yeah, great question. So. 2015 has been a true blessing in every way. I mean, the radio show just took off. uh, And I also do a lot of uh, board work for associations, but also young companies. And so I love that aspect of, uh, of what I do. And so that's going to continue. I, I see that taking off even more in 2016. I know it's taken off because we have okay. the whole HIMS, yeah. uh event, uh, Hims annual conference out there in Las Vegas. So that's going to, you know, the radio show will continue to skyrocket. Uh, and just my, um, my business side of my advising and uh, in my board work, I know will continue on. I'm probably going to actually join a company uh, at some point in 2016 as well as a, either a CEO, as a executive, um, uh, on the leadership side. So,
0: and so you yeah. got that on your th- radar, but how does yeah. that whole process work? Are you just looking for the right fit for you? And you're going to say, Hey, I want to be a part of your team. Or are you waiting for someone to knock on your door? I know that's uh, yeah, it's a two ways to approach
1: it. Yeah. It's probably a little bit of both. Um, I'm in no rush. I've, I promised my, my wife and, and, um, my family and friends even that I'd take a good amount of time off. And I really have, I've taken, you know, over 18 months now to mm-hmm. really slow down and relax and, and focus on, a high quality of life and just kind of enjoying what we've been able to create so far. But um, over 2015, I've created a lot of great relationships that even I didn't have back earlier on. So taking some of those relationships into 2016 uh, around um, what I want to do next. And so some of those areas are, uh, I've become very close to several um, venture capital uh, firms and private equity firms. And so probably would partner um, with one of them to bring Uh, obviously me, uh, under the company, but then also a lot of capital. I could bring, I mean, anywhere from probably a million dollars to $50 million into a company. And so that's kind of what I'm looking at now going, what's the right innovation? Okay. Um, probably in healthcare, I would think, but I'm not limited to just healthcare because I mean, skills, you know, transcend industries. But, um, I do have a true passion for healthcare and health IT. Um, I have a true passion for leading organizations and smaller organizations. So I think, I think that, um, what I'm really looking for, and I've learned a lot of this over the last year and a half too, uh, is I'm probably going to join a company in the $3 million annual revenue range up to about $30 million in annual revenue. So in that space, when I first left Greenway, I thought I'd kind of go off and, and be a day one entrepreneur again. <laughs> and uh, and then after doing it for about a, you know the last 18 months and sitting on a few boards of day one companies, I don't think I want to do that. I've done it before. And, uh, I'm not, not sure I want to do it again. I think my firepower and kind of the, the breadth and depth that I can bring from, um, from strategy and leadership and vision, even capital will serve a company that's a little bit larger than a day one company. So, uh, that's probably where my ambitions will be. So that's, that's probably my focus for 2016.
0: And lots to sort out, lots to think through. You want to make sure that next move is is a right fit. You you don't want to do it hastily or uh, without doing your due diligence of research. So, uh, Um, So that's good to hear there. And so we're speaking with Justin Barnes. He is talk show host and healthcare entrepreneur. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, HIT Advisor. Also, you can go like the Facebook page, facebook.com, this Just In Radio Show, to stay connected with him there. Um, And so technology is a big part of this. So that's a part where you may uh, take this in 2016. What are some, from your perspective, uh, some of the greatest advancements in technology that's been brought to the healthcare space over the last year or more?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, What I love is um, uh, kind of fully integrated platforms for healthcare. We have a lot of siloed products and siloed data systems, and I don't see those. I know people are creating them, and I know people are investing in them. However, my perspective is, you know, you you cobble a lot of that stuff together, and it's very hard for care providers to actually create a true care continuum and continuity of care for the patient. And so when you have these larger systems that are fully integrated or at least platforms that are fully integrated... Um, I see those uh, as areas that I'm focusing on, uh, but then also kind of growing at a more quicker pace. And also, they're easier to get investments on because if you're a niche product, uh, you know, you might be able to do okay. Uh, and they certainly are out there. But, you know, even my experience with Greenway, we're a fully integrated platform. And that's kind of the companies that I'm helping now are the uh, the larger, fully integrated type platforms that care providers can use. Uh, to to manage care for their patients uh, manage their business their bottom line finances clinical administration so I'm kind of seeing some of the advancements there around integrated type platforms that are larger and again not these little niche products there yeah. are some very cool niche products but i also'm watching a lot of them kind of burn out because just because you have a little piece of a, of a pie does not mean you're going to actually be able to solve a solution and solve a problem or create a solution and solve a problem so that's really where I, I see the ba- the best opportunity, and probably where my focus will be. But also, kind of where I'm having the most fun out there. These nice, great products.
0: Yeah. So, some, some definitely some advancements in technology is streamlining the whole industry. Yeah. Where do you see, though, from your perspective, that the industry is struggling right now? Where are they lacking? What do they need to change quickly to catch up with the time? Yeah, that's
1: an excellent question. So, and it's, a, it's a somewhat of a complicated question, but um, I'm going to try to boil it down here. I think that my so, and again, my perspective. There's a lot of perspectives out there is care providers need help navigating the future of healthcare. There's so much change coming at them faster than ever before, a much greater velocity. And so I think, and that's where I said, a fully integrated platform for a hospital or certainly for a medical practice, an ambulatory practice for doctors and and, and nurses. So what I want to try to do is help them... navigate these new payment models that are coming out. So it's accountable care and value based medicine and alternative payment models. Help them through those processes navigate that. The now payment,
0: that, the payment side of their the
1: payment of side. But you okay. have to actually help them with the clinical aspect of it, the administrative as well as the financial. So there's all those three components yeah. are, are all intertwined, all integrated, and you need to do it. That's why I'm saying the whole platform is very important. You can't just hit one of those levers and expect to uh, to make great change and, and really the strides that we need to make in healthcare and what care providers need to actually navigate all these changes. Yeah, I so- see. That's really where I see um, the, the most. Success. They've got to
0: grow together at the same exactly. pace, the same rate. Otherwise, it's out of balance. Exactly. And then you know, the patient and the uh, healthcare provider are, are uh, not Correct. doing you know the right thing you uh, got they need to do. So, um, so it's all making sense. And certainly, we we're leaning on you and your expertise yeah. to to kind of. Uh, uh, help our audience and supporters understand this a little better. So we know that there's changes to be made. This yeah. is a hot topic. Lots of families are going to be sitting around the dinner table That's this right. Christmas uh, holiday talking about these yeah. issues, how it's affected them and their families. And, and so we know it's something that, uh, that people want to know. It, you know, How is this going to become easier for us to understand, easier for doctors to provide us the care we need, right. and to keep the cost
1: uh, affordable. But even to that point, so why it's really going to be a Christmas time discussion is all of our premiums are probably going up for 2016. And why is that? Well, because we aren't, we have not, and this—that's is, is really where I focus on. And my passion comes from. It's kind of people would say this is a little bit lopsided, but I actually got a passion for healthcare when I realized how much of my taxes and how much our country's taxes are going towards our skyrocketing healthcare costs. How much
0: is it? Do oh, you have an idea? Yeah,
1: we're talking over three trillion dollars right now. Okay, so, and we're growing, and we're growing at an alarming rate. We're talking three to five percent annually, and. Our cost of living is not is not growing that quickly.
0: Healthcare is going, and and the population's
1: aging. Correct. So there's more healthcare
0: needs out there. That's right.
1: So when you look at what this actually means to the everyday American. It's you're talking about anywhere from seven to twenty percent increase in their healthcare costs for 2016, and people can't afford it. No. It's the number one cause for bankruptcy your healthcare costs. So my passion comes from that. Now I have to reverse engineer it in a way of well, how how do we create a smarter, more sustainable healthcare system? Mm-hmm. And then if we can do that, then we can state there we can stabilize the rate of rise. Of our healthcare costs and then our taxes won't go up quite as much. And so I'm, I'm backing into the fiscal process and the fiscal aspects of healthcare, but I think that's where you got to do it. So if we can create a, uh, again, a smarter, more sustainable healthcare system in the country, then, uh, then we can actually hopefully reduce the uh, rate of rise for healthcare costs and hopefully save tax money.
0: That is interesting that you got into this <laughs> mission in life because you wanted to save the taxpayer, the you common got person you got some it. money. You're right, that 7% or more could be a new pair of shoes for the kids for Christmas yeah. or some uh, you know, educational, you know, materials that the children may need and you have to spend that on medical costs.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's to, be, to give you a number, that could be anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000 for an average family yeah. of additional cost. Right. That's and, that, and that's lot. a
0: big, yeah, that can make or break a family <laughs> yes, in some cases. Yeah. And, and so trying to save the money, but there's so many complex layers to this, getting the politicians involved, getting the insurance companies involved, getting the medical professionals involved. How do you con- communicate them all and get them all in the same room and, and, and kind of churning to that common goal?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And that is, that's where, again, I think my faith in God has been phenomenal because I've been actually very fortunate to be able to do that over the last 12 years, 15 years. I sit on, oh gosh, 20 boards in the industry Um, Testified before Congress over 20 times. So in the White House and and, um, the administration, HHS and ONC and CMS. So been able to get all those key stakeholders around the table to really talk about real solutions for the country. Uh, And I was very thankful. I worked very closely with the Bush administration. And then uh, I transitioned right to the Obama administration. And people don't usually do that. And actually, Obama's team brought me in on the transition team and then into the administration. So to to be able to work with Republicans, Democrats, and I'm fiercely bipartisan. I don't pick a side. I just want to get the job done at the end of the day.
0: Okay. Yeah, (laughs) that's good to know. And, and, And you're the right man. For the job and getting it done for sure. So, uh, what are some other ways you're giving back to the community? You're helping people with this navigate this healthcare thing, but uh, you know, either through your faith-based initiatives or whatever. What are some other things you like to do to give back?
1: Oh boy, Um, that's an everyday conversation in my family because we just started a um, uh, a nonprofit and social good uh, organization called Life Totes. My wife uh, created that and is running that. Um, But uh, but we actually um, probably. We donate and in, in, uh, tried to probably 20 different organizations on an annual basis just because we, we believe in, in giving back. We've we been very blessed uh, personally and professionally. And so uh, it's just something that we take very near and dear. And certainly in this time, you know, we're at Christmas time now, yep. uh, you know, and there's a lot of people in need. And and also, we don't think just here um, uh, in the U.S., my wife travels all over the world. She went to Haiti recently. She went to Cambodia recently. She's going back to Cambodia next month. So we go globally to see what we can do and how we can help. It's not just here.
0: That's fantastic. And certainly, uh, you know, helping folks in your neighborhood, in your backyard, yeah. and then yes. around
1: the neighborhood. Right. The world is a great
0: way to give back for sure. But uh, Atlanta is now proud to call you a native son, even though yeah. you moved here. I yeah. think you've been here long enough. You've influenced the people here long enough. Oh, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts about Atlanta and where you have seen it uh, evolve through your years here?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question, too, because. I'm actually from Boston, uh, but moved here in 97 officially. And, uh, when we started Relay Health, we actually, um, I got a house out in Palo Alto as well. And I just built a house here in Atlanta. So I actually flew back and forth for a year and a half and
0: that must be a heck of a commute.
1: That there. was a heck of a commute <laughs> to San Francisco and to Atlanta. Yeah. However, after a year and a half, I had to pick a city to live in. I, c- I just couldn't keep so doing So your choices were
0: Atlanta or Palo Alto?
1: Correct. And I picked Atlanta.
0: That's great. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I
1: agree. <laughs> I love Atlanta, and I'm, I'm a big advocate for this uh, for this area because I think we're the fifth or sixth um, c- uh, city to have the most um, Fortune 500 companies. So just a great uh, um, base of entrepreneurs and businesses and, j- and job growth. Mm-hmm. I think our governor here uh, and also our um, director of or commissioner of economic development, uh, Chris Carr, does a fantastic job um, getting uh, business into Georgia. Fostering good, good business here because business and jobs creates everything else in life. It's right. not the government. It's actually yeah. what we do as corporations. And so to have a great um, corporate-type environment here mm-hmm. with that many Fortune 500 companies is phenomenal. So there's tons of opportunity. Cost of living is, is – I think it's feasible. Um, traffic is difficult, but traffic is – I don't ever like that discussion around traffic because – if you don't like traffic, you probably don't have any growth. If you don't want traffic, then go out where there's no growth. Yeah. Growth and opportunity brings traffic. So you guys see traffic as a positive thing, not a negative. And, and I know you can say, well, you can't get to your job and all that kind of stuff. I do agree with that. We have to, we have to handle transportation and deal with it. But I don't see traffic as a negative because it means you have so much prosperity and growth Right, an opportunity. Right,
0: traffic. and and you can you know uh, customize your traffic patterns uh, you to can. your schedule, you, yes. and you can certainly budget time yes, accordingly. Can. And so, um, yes, it may be annoying, yeah. and sometimes not the most fun thing to do. But uh, it, you're right; it's a sign of growth, a thriving community. You got uh, it. And here in Atlanta, we certainly are doing that. And so, yeah. some of these big players here in Atlanta, like you mentioned, the big corporations, but yeah. also the startups that are here, yeah. the supportive network uh, of groups that are helping people fund new new That's businesses. Right. Uh, and I know you have a hand in some of these as well on the board you sit on and, yep. um, and so and you see that expanding again in 2016.
1: Yeah. Um, Atlanta uh, as a startup and entrepreneurial ecosystem is phenomenal. From the ATDC that we have, which is part of Georgia Tech, uh, to Atlanta Tech Village and what David Cummins has done with that, uh, to a lot of other incubators that are also starting here. Yes, It's very exciting to see the support for entrepreneurs. Uh, And people like Chris Klaus and Paul Judge are good friends of mine and have done a very good job of fostering uh, innovation and entrepreneurs and really mentoring these people as they become more successful. So it's also, you know, all of us have, you know, started companies and exited. Um, We have to give back. And it's not just donating money, but also it's donating wisdom and experience and helping these companies grow and get off the ground. And again, it's how we partner with uh, these incubators to do that. And so it's very exciting but also, little known fact is uh, Atlanta is a health IT capital of America. Okay. We have over 250 companies focused on health IT in the Atlanta metro region. That's great. So it's it's it just for healthcare yeah. and health IT. It's thriving too. Yeah, and I also like to touch on a, uh, something you said there
0: a second ago about the mentors that are here yeah. in the city and the sponsors. Yeah. Uh, was there someone along the way for you that uh, mentored you or sponsored you that personally resonated with you and, and helped you succeed to, uh, as we go forward?
1: Today? Yeah, I was uh, pretty lucky early on. Um, I own part of a family business that from a, at a very young age and I joined the Rotary Club Yeah, uh, as the youngest return in the world at age 18. Is that right? Yes. Well, and, we've uh, had many
0: other members here yeah. on our program. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm a big, so I started off and there's a gentleman there um, who kind of brought Rotary to me and just said, Hey, we want someone like you in Rotary. And I'm like, I don't even know what the heck Rotary is, yeah, but right. I'll try to give it a shot. So he actually brought me in and that actually that put me. You know, I was 18 years old, hanging out with 65 year old men and women, and it was, and some of them were younger, but my group in Amherst, Mass, where I started in this Rotary, uh, was an older group, Um, and they brought so much wisdom. So at that point, I started to really seek a lot of wisdom. And then the former CEO of HBO and Company was a good friend of mine, uh, and he's one who brought me on to HBO and and into McKesson, and so he mentored me. And so I always sought wisdom and I sought mentorship um, constantly. And I'm, I'm actually always encouraging. A lot of people aren't doing that today. Yeah. And I just, I think it's so important no matter where you are, if you want to be, you don't need to, you don't need to be an entrepreneur. Uh, to, to seek wisdom and seek mentorship. Everybody yeah. needs that, no matter what you're doing in this world.
0: But it's hard to go out and put an ad on Craigslist says, I'm mentor-wanted. You, know, you almost have to find one organically or naturally, or somebody has to step out of their comfort zone Correct. and say, hey, young man or young woman, I'd like to help you a little bit. So yep. any advice you would give to a young entrepreneur or a budding career-minded person who is seeking a mentor but doesn't
1: know how to find them, where, what are some resources uh, you can maybe guide them to? That's a great question. So I guess I'm going to take that from two perspectives you just said something interesting you know you got to step out of your comfort zone that's just a blanket statement i think that you have to do every single day no matter what okay. to get ahead in life is to always step out of your comfort zone do do have stretch goals do something different mm-hmm. um if you do that i think everything else kind of takes care of itself you are going to come across people that you respect and that that you want them to mentor you um uh, but then also to what you just said as well is people like me and and, and others we have to look for people and and my wife does a great yeah. job with this she's always i mean It's actually tiresome sometimes. She's like, she's always helping people. And I I know it's a wonderful thing, but I'm like, Hey hon, I haven't seen you, you know, yeah. in uh, in a week or or, yeah. or three days. Right. And meanwhile, we're she's running all around town helping different people individually in, in, in one-on-one type of stuff. Hmm. So it's it's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not putting it down. It's it's I she's awesome for it. But um, but I think we have to reach out more and see who can we mentor, yeah. how can we help, how can we give back? Yeah, give back. Uh, seek out some of those places and, and yeah. individuals that
0: you can help along the way. Not only to individuals, but the community yeah. will will thrive as a whole, and uh, and then our country as a thrive through. As we're we're kind of winding down here, you're seeing that. You start with you. You reach out in your community, your city, and then the nation. And then we can change some of these big things and big issues that are are affecting every single one of us across the country.
1: Yeah. And even locally, the ATDC uh, is a great place. If you need a mentor and you're trying to start a business or or even grow a business, go to the ATDC or go to Atlanta Tech Village. You're going to find a lot of great um, uh, mentors right in those just two institutions. And you
0: can just go down. They have events all the time. time. Meetings all the time. You can just go down there and be a… Yeah. Yeah. And be an observer and see if that's the right fit for you, or at least start talking to people about what could be your next move, because it's hard to do it alone, whatever you're trying to do in life. I
1: I couldn't do anything alone, to be honest. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You need help and you need guidance and mentors and sponsors are out there, particularly here in Atlanta, not just only in healthcare, um, and uh, other spaces uh, here in Atlanta, for sure. So. Um, And before we get out of here, Justin, I got to ask you, you know, this is a question that you're always uh, asking some of your guests. I want to talk to you about it. Uh, Where is one place you go or something you like to do to stay inspired or get motivated?
1: Yeah. So twofold answer. I would say number one is the water. I do. I I have a boat up on Lake Lanier here. I spend a lot of the summer on it and and a lot of downtime. It's just where I clear my head. I love the water. Uh, but then also I think the other side is, is I work hard, play hard. Okay. And um, so when I, if I work hard and I don't play hard, then I feel like all I do is work and I don't like it. I'm actually not as happy of a person and, and I don't think I'm as helpful, hmm. but if I, you know, work hard and go off and blow off some steam, um, then I have, a, then I just feel like life is a lot more balanced and I'm trying to get my wife to do that. All she does is work, think and help people. Yeah. And I'm like, Honey, you gotta have some fun too along yeah, you this ride. Have some balance, for exactly. Sure. So, so,
0: so you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You can find Justin out there on the lake enjoying himself yep. on the weekends. If he's not in the boardroom exactly. or uh, you know somewhere here in town at the local incubator yep. uh, helping people out, but you can certainly catch him at HIMS 2016. You got it. Um, and what are the dates for that? And how can people find out more information about
1: that? Yeah, great question. It um it be March first and second, uh, and it will be broadcasting live. So thisjustin.businessradiox.com. dot so that's where we we'll broadcast live on March 1st and March 2nd. Probably, um, we don't have the times to exact down, but I know that we'll probably be about 4.30 Eastern um, and probably about four hours from, the so probably 4.30 Eastern to 8.30 Eastern okay. because we'll be in Las Vegas, which yeah. is a three-hour time difference. Yeah. So um, that's where we we'll broadcast live uh, on, you know, thisjustin.businessradiox.com. Uh, but then also, if you want to go to HIMSS, the annual conference, right. there's going to be 40,000 of us there, uh, the number one event in healthcare and health IT. So come out to HIMSS. Uh, we're in Las Vegas this year, Sands mm-hmm. Expo Center. Yep. Uh, and again, 40,000 of your closest friends. Right.
0: <laughs> Not only broadcasting live, but we'll be recording as well to oh, yes. be posted on the website later where people can go access uh, at their convenience, download, share from there. Yep. Um, and certainly that. So uh, make sure you connect with Justin on Twitter, HIT Advisor. Also go to the Facebook page, This Just In Radio Show. Like them there. All those announcements, show times, and dates, and probably some uh, scheduled guests will be uh, announced there too. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for more. Ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much, Justin, for joining us here today on Atlanta Business Radio.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you, All man.
0: right. If your company is out there doing something interesting to generally serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly through the contact page on the website at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X Network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.